Welcome to the Rise Collective Podcast with me as your host, Carrie Jordan Barrett. This is a podcast devoted to incorporating ancient ways into our contemporary lives and enlivening the physical world with spirit. I hope that this episode will enable you to open a portal to remembering your unique ancient wisdom. It is my honor to hold this place together and hear stories and teachings from our relations. Before we begin, I like to make a prayer and call in our benevolent guides. We humbly give thanks for your assistance and support today. May our listeners hear what they need to hear in service of their highest good. And so it is. Here we are. I'm burning some sweet grass here to cleanse the space. So I'm going to ask that spirit help me speak this clearly. I'm going to share my story today about made into mother transition. What brought me to create this program and to support women through this transition into the the rite of passage, the journey of made into mother. Mothers are the center of the community. We have the sacred task of birthing and raising the next generation. And we mothers, we need proper support. Proper support during our birth and postpartum and during our pregnancies so that we can heal and so that we can focus on raising our babies and being our best versions of ourselves. When I became pregnant for the first time, it was a huge surprise, a wonderful surprise. And I felt so unprepared, like, wait a minute, I thought I could control this. I thought I could plan this. I was going to wait a year to do this a year or two or three years. It was late January when we found out and I had already filled out my entire life design planner for the year, which was laughable because my plans were completely out the window. and I'm still getting over a cold. I was deathly sick a couple weeks ago, and I still need to clear my throat every once in a while. So this experience of my first pregnancy showed me that I'm human, and part of being human is being in the unknown. You wouldn't know it from how people are acting these days. Part of being human is the great mystery of life. It's such a beautiful part of being human if we allow it to be. It's also a deeply feminine practice to be in the void of the unknown and to recognize that we never really know what's next for us. There's a lot of uncertainty if we are really honest with ourselves. And I see out there in the field that there are so many ways to try and control that feminine presence of the unknown. If you've ever read the book Silent Spring by Rachel Carson, I read it back in college for my environmental policy uh, studies. It's a classic. She talks about how we try to control pests and control nature with pesticides and that she wrote it back in the 50s, I believe. So she wrote about this this concept of controlling nature, controlling the feminine. 
we have birth control. Women birth control, right? Women back in the first half of the 20th century were lobotomized for hysteria related to simply being a woman. And hyster is used like a prefix. It's representing the word uterus, which is also known as the womb. And it comes from the Greek hystera, I believe. Um, And in Greek, that means womb or uterus. So that's where that hysteria, um, hysteria comes from. Hysteria means uncontrollable emotion, uncontrollable outburst. So anyways, this hysteria, it is related to being woman, having a womb, right? Just the way that that word is constructed is showing us that how we how we view um, in the English language being woman, having a womb. We wanted to control women women in this way through lobotomizing them, taking away their hysteria. And pharmaceuticals today are the ultimate example of controlling the human body through allopathic medicine. You can see how people are using science or abusing science, I would say, but to choose their baby's eye colors or hair colors, and I think they call it designer babies. The ultimate control is now playing out on the world stage as a result of the pandemic to where tyrannical governments are controlling the movement of people and controlling personal health decisions using AI and surveillance. So this isn't a tangent, this is all related to the feminine. Why am I telling you this? Because these manifestations of an obsession with control are just more symbolic ways of suppressing the feminine. The medical industrial complex and the way that it handles birth suppresses the feminine, suppresses the unknown. It does not honor the void, the void that a woman's womb is. Pregnancy and birth are so close to the void, the unknown. Your womb is literally the door between the realms, or rather your vagina is the door between the realms, the door between the void and this earth plane. And if we don't recognize this, I think that we're doing ourselves and our babies a disservice. This is time to embrace that unknown. Pregnancy, birth, it's time to embrace that unknown. The beauty of the unknown of the human experience is being stolen away from us in service of knowing and service of certainty. We think that we can outsmart suffering and death and birth and even life itself. And to me, it it occurs as this way that, that people think that they can outsmart God or that they can play God that God didn't do a good enough job. And ultimately, it occurs as a spiritual sickness to me, where people don't have faith or trust in spirit and what God has in store for us. So back to pregnancy. 
I was thrown into an unplanned situation. And I love that it happened that way because I'm sitting here telling you about it now. And I implicitly trust every single thing that happens for me. Happens to me, happens for me. It's always in service of my highest growth and development. And it always become, it always supports me in becoming more of who I am. I can't always see that in the moment. I can usually almost always see it in hindsight. How long that hindsight takes to show me is another question. And <clears throat> I especially trust and see that it's in service of my highest growth if it's challenging because then I have to lean even more into my relationship with Great Spirit. This experience of pregnancy was no exception. I moved through so much range of emotion and range of identity throughout that pregnancy. The way that I feel and witness that emotion in my experience is quite unique. So to me, emotion leads me to my next version of myself. I allow myself to feel. Many people don't, and I used to be one of those people. And now I'm not because I realize that it's always releasing. It's always releases something stuck in me. And it's like arriving at a new understanding of myself and a new understanding of my life every time. It's like removing layers of an onion. This experience was one of my greatest teachers and all of the emotions, especially the experience of grieving my old life, grieving my old identity during my pregnancy, like who, who will I be? Where will I go? Where will this version of me go? Will it just be gone forever? So this experience of grief, it really pushed me into new depths of self-discovery. And that's why I'm creating this Made Into Mother pro program to share the process and the distinctions that I learned. I want to share them with other pregnant mamas and even birth professionals who might be able to assist pregnant mamas because it can be a deeply spiritual experience. It was for me. You've probably heard me talk about my vision quest back in 2015. And I recognized during pregnancy that birth and the rite of passage from maiden to mother was going to be and was going to be that level of commitment to transition, rite of passage in my life. It was going to require a similar amount of courage and faith and trust in myself and in great spirit. I was so frustrated throughout my pregnancy. I was such a curmudgeon. I felt misunderstood, alone, disrespected, and disempowered at times. And I was, like I said, I was grieving that old life. I even remember sitting down and searching on Google. Okay, let me find some, an article about this man into mother transition. Nothing. <laughs> I wanted to find a book on Amazon. I even looked on Instagram for a hashtag for some guide, someone to hold a lantern for me through this rite of passage. And I found nothing that fit for me, nothing that had the depth and profundity that I 
new was available here. I didn't want just any run-of-the-mill advice or projections that people so freely give out to pregnant women that drove me nuts. What I found on the internet was all lip service with no depth. What I found, it did acknowledge the opportunity for the rite of passage, but there was no one to actually show me the way step by step and hold that space for me for my unfolding into motherhood and unfolding into this new identity. I didn't find that. And I even asked around, I still didn't find it. So I decided to create my own structure for myself and I became my own wise woman teacher. I was also able to get counsel from some chosen wise women in my life. Shout out to my doula, Bonnie Slater, and my bestie, Lorena Palazzo. So since I couldn't find any existing structure like the one I was looking for, I recorded all of this. I have journals full of everything I did and everything I unpacked. And Lorena told me, I remember very clearly, she told me, don't hoard your experience. And in other words, I took that to mean, share this, gold, it's gold. And I agree. <clears throat> My deeper purpose here is to give women the support that they need to grow through pregnancy, through birth, and then recover postpartum. And as a doula, I have been doing that for since 2016. And this feels like a new level. My whole pregnancy felt like I went to graduate school for being a doula. And so I love this life transition. I love holding this space for women. I think it is so profound, so close to the void, the mystery, the unknown. And this is the tightrope that I walk, that I dance on between the worlds, between the realms. This is like my happy place between the realms of the void, the known and the unknown. And I, like I said, I just really enjoy holding this nourishing space for women in this vulnerable, it's like, um, it's like you are being born. A mother is being born. And we'll talk more about that. Mother's being born. So when women get the results that I bring, they're asking for and receiving the support that they need postpartum. They'll likely have less of a chance of postpartum depression. That was one of my biggest concerns was po postpartum depression. Women and mothers are supported and are better able to take care of their babies and their families and communities. So if you're feeling like there's more to becoming a mother, and you sense this is, that this is a really big opportunity for your growth, you're right. It is. There's so much for you here. So much for you here. So much depth. And the Maiden to Mother program will be diving in and holding space for that rite of passage, that unfolding, that new identity. I see it as an opportunity to deepen into your spiritual connection with God goddess, yourself, your baby, and the supporters in your life. You're going to see a new web of support form around you of people coming out of the woodwork, people fading out of the picture. 
So come register for the Made Into Mother class I'm teaching and we'll move through this deep and transformational and rewarding work together. Go to therisecollective.org slash passage to register now. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for joining. I have three more classes in this mini course. So hit subscribe and hit the bell and you'll be notified next time the, those classes go live. I'll talk to you soon.